This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Steal Snoop Dogg and D.R.E. Guess who's back? I see you still doing it. Sports Radio 929thegame929thegame.com. It is Sam and Greg. On this Super Bowl Sunday, you see Dre got another award, an award named after him at the Yeah, Grammys. how about that? Yep. Man. Oh, man. Anyway, throughout the show, we have been playing um, cuts from last year's Super Bowl in mm-hmm. Los Angeles, uh, the performers. They're not all of them, but we got, we, you know, we started off with Snoop, and then you heard Mary J, and then you heard Eminem, and here we finish up here with Snoop and, and, um, and uh, Dre again. We didn't throw Kendrick Lamar in there, and who else we leave out? Oh, 50 Cent. Yeah, we left those two out. Can't get everybody, but anyway, want to thank Pepsi and the NFL for letting us play that. I don't get no call. Tomorrow. Yeah, no, no so call. Sure man. You, you, didn't, you didn't think you right. Don't want, you won't get a call from Pepsi in the yeah. Coca-Cola City. No, I right? won't do that. Do that. So, um, also, this has been a wonderful morning. It really has. As we kick off your Super Bowl Sunday. Good morning, Georgia. Morning, and a good morning to you folks in Flowery Branch. Wonderful flowery branches. Yeah. Right there at the Falcons, uh, Falcons headquarters. And they've been uh, very busy this week. Welcome the new defensive coordinator and just trying to get things shaped up. I mean, we're going to watch the Super Bowl. And, uh, yeah, as they've been thinking about personnel moves, we got money to spend, you know, draft picks. So um, there's a lot to look forward to as far as the Falcons go. We're going to watch this game tonight. And uh, hopefully the team next season will, you know, come together and make that next step toward Returning to the postseason. That's and, what we want to see with our team. We and, want to see progress. And speaking of watching the game, for those of you who cannot watch the game, for whatever the reason, we have got you covered right here. Oh, yeah. Super Bowl, pregame, 2 o'clock, mm-hmm. even though it's it's technically already started. But 2 o'clock, we'll, uh, we'll start it for you here. And then a kickoff, of course, at 6.15, all right here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. And by the way, let's just let you know, when the Super Bowl's over with, we will all be going through – that thing we all go through when the football season is completely over with. Say what will you will. You? Will you? Oh, yeah. You feel a certain kind of way. And I, I'm not I, I, because I, I, of betting. And, and the reason I'm saying that is because the football won't stop. We're going to have two. But we're it gonna ain't have two NFL springs. football. It can't be NFL football. You're well, asking that's me, I'm so you, it. it can't be thing. NFL football. You see how beat up these guys are now? I know it. So if you think realistically, it can't be NFL. But, I, there, but there will be football. Yeah, my boy's doing it. You know what I mean? So, oh, your boy, your, your boy, yeah, yeah, your boy, my friend. You, 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 you have not one but two spring and summer leagues, and and the intrigue about watching that is, and you, the broadcast crews are going to be some of the same folks you see on the NFL are going to be working some of these right. broadcasts for some of these games, and uh, so they're going to be well produced. And the idea to me when watching these games, these off-season leagues, is who's going to play their way into a camp, and that's when, and when I watch the game, let me see if I see some guy who's going to do something that. Let's see if he plays his way into a camp. I mean, that's what I watch for now. I know people can't go out and bet on it because they don't know the teams. Well, some people still – Vegas will still take your yeah, money. they'll still take your money. If you want to bet on USFL or XFL, but you kind of don't know who's out there doing what, 
but you know the, the football don't don't go away. That we found they found a way to sustain offseason leagues not having independent owners. Hmm. That is how you sustain a spring league, and we've seen the example now. The USFL is back, and, and in the way they're doing it, it can continue. But who knows how? You got to deal. You got to deal with it with a with a television network. They're going to televise your games. You know, the, and you, they basically run and orchestrate things. You don't have to go and re- or lease stadiums in every city. They played all the games in Birmingham last year. They're going to move around some different towns, but every team will not play in their individual cities. Right. So you don't have that expense, and you don't have maverick owners who are going to run out and write checks. They knew your, they, they, you know what can't cash. And so, so you know. And you all know, this is great for the first few years. And well, but you know it's going to evolve. Um, but it's going to evolve. Why? Like, well, why are you well, going to mess with something that, that works? Who says they're going to me- I'm just saying things happen. Things evolve. And somebody gets in there. Something happens. Some component that makes it not the same as when it first started. Nothing of any success. But, it, but, but whatever, like what, it what, whatever, whatever it does, all will go up. It won't be one coming out from the other. So if they found a way for all to come up, then that's what they'll do. But it's a, it's a different model. We've seen leagues in the past, mm-hmm. and it's made to be sustained and last. And it's not meant to be competition for the NFL. I think the other leagues, in their mind, thought they would be in competition for the NFL. That's not the goal with these leagues. So, I mean, as long as that's understood, as long as people understand that, you'll have football year-round. And the people who want it, who will watch football year-round, because it used to be at this time of year, you would get a little tense. What do I do? How many days before Canadian League? Come on. We'll, we'll, we'll watch that, you know. And so, right, you don't have to count down to that anymore. Yeah, but after, after the day, there will be more football. But you asked me how, you know, about the – and whatever it is, whether it's depression, whether it's, it's, it's withdrawal, whatever it is that people feel, they feel something after the end of the NFL season. And you, you said – Yes, these guys are beat up and whatever. Yeah, they need matter. to take a break. It doesn't matter. Selfishly, we as we don't NFL care about fans, them. We don't care about them. We we don't, don't care feel about a certain them. kind of way. Say it. It's say over it. With. We don't care about them. No, that's not what I was going to say. Well, that's what, what that's what you're saying. No, I'm saying we, we, we I'm don't care about the sport. Dudes. We don't care about these dudes. Hey, you're, send them back out there. Let them go your round. No, I don't want them to continue. Okay, okay. Well, then you want them to take a break. You want them to take a break. You're you're putting one into the other. I'm not saying I want to continue to see them. I'm not saying I want them to continue providing entertainment for me. I want them to go away and, and get better so next season they come back. At the end of everything that you enjoy, there's a pause and something you go, ah, I yeah. miss that. I don't care if it's a pizza or it's a trip to grandma's house or the NFL season. When it's over with, you feel a certain kind of way. I look at it like traveling. Okay, you want to bring up those other leagues and you still got this, that, and the other thing? Yeah, okay, still be there. so you're traveling and you get off a plane and you get into a really nice car. You're still traveling, but there's a different feeling. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm talking about. That getting off the plane is the end of the NFL season. And that's all I was saying. Well, wherever you that's go, but saying. wherever you go, even if it's in the car, you can get you a nice hotel and a nice room and room service. You can still get those. You can still get some amenities. You just not. Well, no, in, not really, you, because you, we you, don't know who these players are in these other leagues yet. We haven't but, been introduced to them. There's no anticipation. That's the thing. I'm but, not looking forward to that little piece of candy on my pillow at a nice restaurant. I, I know it's going to be there, but I don't know that these teams and these players are going to provide any sort of enjoyment. Pillow. Still put a mint on your pillow. <laughs> <laughs> the bracket might be open. The, 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 the video screen in your room might be a little bit smaller, but but but, but that's just it. I mean, those. There'll still be some after today, and, and then and then if not, you can have that combine that the players' association is trying to do away with that you can, yeah. watch, you can watch for that. D Smith, he's really trying to get fired, ain't he? 
Uh, he, he, you know <laughs> he what? Doesn't you know, have any, he throwing some smoke out there because he knows it's not going anywhere. Yeah. But he just wanted the guys to know, hey, man, I'm with y'all, and I think they need to shut it down. But it is not going anywhere. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, <laughs> 92.9 The Game.com. I got a serious question for you. Here, but yeah, I want to remind folks, I was just talking about the Super Bowl mm-hmm. is here. You can listen to it if you can't get in front of a TV. And just a little side note of what we have for you, Hawks, Hornets tomorrow, pregame 6.30, tip at 7 o'clock, because basketball's about to rule the Rule everything now, right? So we got Wednesday, Hawks against the Knicks, and Atlanta United, too, coming up. They're playing on Wednesday. You can hear that game on Star 94. Yep, we're less than a week, uh, less than two weeks away from the season opener, the MLS season. So uh, that's that's that, that's coming on quick. Got some new faces. Um, you know, it's first full year for, the, for, for this coach that's going to be there with the squad, but some new faces on the field and in the front office administration. So it's a lot new to watch for this Atlanta United squad. Still excited for them. Uh, there's still a level of expectation for them. I think we're able to attract players to still want to come here because they're going to play in front of 60,000 folks. I mean, it, you know, who else in the country is, is, is doing that if you're going to play in soccer at the highest level in this country right. for people who like to kind of sneer at the MLS and say, oh, it's still a minor league. You know, it's the highest level we got in this country. If you want to track guys who've played in other leagues, they've seen what we do for soccer here in Atlanta. They want to be a part of what's, what goes on here and want to play in a stadium a stadium this size with fans who are going to come out and get behind it. So I think what's happened here is the greatest thing to attract the players. And, yes, it's going to be post-Joseph Martinez. And, it, and that's going to be different in not seeing the team with him. And it's going to be very odd when Miami comes to town because that's where he's going to be playing when that team comes to play, I cannot imagine how it's going to be over at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Um, but but it's a new era for, for, the, for, the, for the squad, and, and I'm looking forward to seeing it. And like I said, I think what we've done, the way we've treated soccer in this town, is going to allow us to attract that next caliber player uh, to carry this program back up to where we were. Um, Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 929thegame929thegame.com. Yeah. I want to um, ask you a serious question, and I may be pulling this from the naive bucket. But I don't know. And I, and I say that because we have watched so many things that we didn't think we would see as far as how money is spent in this sport, in, in sports, period. Mm-hmm. Okay, so can we agree that we know the NFL as a league, if given the opportunity, will grab the biggest amount of money possible? Yeah, it seems okay. like, yeah. And we've watched a little bit of that this past season with Amazon getting involved in it and throwing money at these, these announcers and so on and so forth. So continuing that thought, as we've talked about the Super Bowl, this game, and it's moving around and, and, and the people who are connected with it and networks and so on and so forth, do you ever think there's going to come a time where Bezos just gets Goodell or whoever the commissioner is at that particular time or the 32 owners and says, look, it, I don't like this network. I don't like that network's announcers. I don't like whatever it is the problem with. I'm going to pay you double of what they have because he can and I want to broadcast the Super Bowl for the next five years. And I'm going to use who, who they got, Al Michaels and, 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 and Herb Street, or we'll just come up with two announcers and throw it. My point is, I'm, I'm asking you, do you see, now that we have got entities a part of this sport that have a lot more money or at least willing to spend a lot more money than the networks will it changed how we watched this particular I, 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 game in the yeah, playoffs. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, maybe not for an entire season, but maybe for certain games. Yeah, I'm saying the playoffs you know, and, this season, know, I, and, the, and, and the Super Bowl. And, 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 but you also got to be a little careful with that because, to me, you don't want to become boxing. 
Okay. Oh, you mean like HBO and they were running? Yeah, or or just pay per view. Okay. Okay. Right. So so you to, well to you me, know that's coming to, though too. But but to, but to me you don't want to become boxing because you know like once again I always say any sport youth participation is the lifeblood of any sport. Football already got an issue with that. Yeah, that's true. Okay, youth participation. We got a guy on here this morning talking about that. That's right, what Trace right, was right, saying. Okay, you got already got an issue with that. Right. And so you want kids to at least be able to have access to watch it and see it. Now you're going to put it in a place where if you can't drop this kind of cash or whatnot because, yeah, they'll make a deal with Bezos, but fans are going to pay. You know what I mean? So, I mean, that's the other thing. Do you want it to go the path of boxing? Because, I mean, I think that's one of the things that's hurt boxing. Kids don't watch it. Anything is tucked away. You want to see a prime fight. It comes on. You got to pay 50, 60 bucks for it, and it happens at midnight. Yeah. Our kids are going to aspire to do something they can't see. But you're also assuming the kids are going to want to watch it when it's being aired. We know that's not the case anymore either. So whether they can find it when it's that, being aired yeah, yeah. or not, they know they can go to YouTube or whatever platform later you, you can. and watch it. You can. But that, but, but us growing up, that's part of the, that's part of the excitement was to watch it live. And, and, and I'm sure they have the option to do it. The, a kid who's really interested in it is not going to sit back and wait to watch it on, on demand if he's can't watch it when it's happening live, or at least have the option to do it. You, kids can go to this, with this football game. You can go tomorrow and watch it. But, you know, a kid who's really into football is going to watch it tonight. Well, we know that's the right. case. I'm just saying that, that what, what will be in 10 years we don't possibly see now. Yeah. And that's what I'm questioning, what, what you believe it'll look like. And, and we don't know, but – the, the, the major player that's there now is Amazon and Bezos, and he may not care YouTube's about. YouTube's coming. Underst- yeah, it may not understand what you talked about as yeah. far as how we came up with it. Anyway, we are not done here. We're going to talk more football with a guy. And this is a perfect person. He's closer to Max's age. We'll get his thoughts on, yeah. on what's yeah, going on with this. Him and Max talk. Miles Garrett, Fox, uh, Fox 5, is going to join us next. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 929 The Game, 929thegame.com. Take us with you on the Odyssey app. Sports Radio, 929 The Game, and that's the game. Sam and Greg on this game day Sunday. Uh, getting you ready for your halftime show. And, and man, it, it, uh, my cohort here is just happy and just dancing all around the studio. I, I, you know, you can move like that, man. Look at you. I got game all over the place. I know you could do that. Yeah, you, 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 you don't know nothing about West Side of Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, what a morning we've had, and glad that you're with us. I yes. mean, the weather outside has been kind of yucky, but it looked like that's supposed to be clearing out. Um, just cloudy and, and rainy and cold, and I've been checking with some of our folks up in the northern end of the state to see if they're seeing any snow. They're not seeing any snow, but um, just a lot of rain out. The winds were up high overnight. We got some trees down. We do have some uh, people who are without power yeah. in the area, so I know they're working to get your power restored, those of you who are without power around the area because of the high winds and, uh, and power outages. Um, not many, and hopefully they have those. Hopefully they have all your lights back on in time for the game. That's, that's today well, of all day. Well, before the game. Yeah, you want to get Because it's going to be dark by the time the game comes Yeah, around. but you want everything back on, man. And the heat. Yeah. <laughs> and the heat. Sam, on this date. Okay. Oh, wait, we got a guess. We can't do this. Yeah, okay. Because I'm sorry, I forgot Miles was there. All right. That's what happens when you get bumped bump me out of a movie. Uh, from Fox 5. <laughs> 
C, C, C. From Fox 5. This man was up late last night, too. He was How up late. How do you late. know? Y'all saw him? Yeah, I saw him there. Oh, you saw him there? Yeah. He well, he's young. He was up. I'm sorry we're talking <laughs> NFL because I like to get him into this basketball conversation and argument we've been having oh, man. this morning. But we, we can't do that with Miles. Miles Garrett, Fox 5, he has uh, been providing content for us and contributions to the show. His expertise. He was, first, he was following the Falcons all over the place. Uh, when we had him on, then he went to the East-West Shrine game, and word is that Miles, you are going to be now. You're not you're not on the payroll, but you are going to possibly, at least for me and Sam, provide information from the combine. Correct. That that is true. That is true. I know that's this whole movie thing. So I got to provide the most content I can with you guys. You know, I'll be uh, <laughs> I'll be up there at the combine reporting uh, from what we see up there. Hey, you know what? Sam brought this up a minute ago, real quick. Uh, Demora Smith, head of the union, is trying to get rid of the combine. What are your thoughts on that? And do you feel as a football fan there's a need for it? You know, it, it's become weird the last few weeks because I feel like more players, especially the good ones with more to lose, are opting more for those pro days where they have their own guys there, their own receivers, their own field that they're familiar with. And it feels like the the combine has become more of a, a 40-yard dash bench press type thing seems like sort of the lower level prospects are the ones competing in those those actual drills because I feel like we don't even see the top prospects compete in the passing or receiving drills when it comes to quarterbacks and wide receivers anymore so I wouldn't be surprised if it's taken away but I do think there are a lot of benefits from it I just think more guys are leaning toward those those pro days Spending time on the waitforit.com hotline this morning on this Super Bowl Sunday morning. Please be joined by Miles My- Garrett. He is social. You can follow him on Twitter at Miles Garrett TV at Miles Garrett TV. Uh, Miles, we've been keeping up with things this week, and yeah, we're going full uh, front and center now with the National Football League. The NBA tried their best to bump the Super Bowl off the front page by midweek, but it's back full force with the with the with the uh, two teams tonight. What are the things that you've been able to pick up on? Um, you know, that may give an edge to who the team will be to beat tonight. And what will be the difference tonight? People keep looking at offense, but we're talking about two supercharged defenses too, and I think that's what may determine the outcome of this game. Yeah, I think you're right. I think defense may end up determining it. Um, I, I, I really do feel like people are – it sounds weird to say, but sleeping on the, the Chiefs, it's, uh, I mean, I, it's, it's hard to discredit what the Philadelphia Eagles did this year. They were clearing about the – the number one team in the NFC, but I, I just from personally watching them, it seems like they did get away with a lot of things with some opponents they faced. I mean, I know the 49ers talked a lot of smack this week, and they, they really shouldn't have because they lost the game, and I know it was unfortunate circumstances at quarterback, but it still existed. They faced off against Brock Purdy, who got hurt, and they basically had no quarterback left. Regardless, I think the Chiefs are still the Chiefs. We know what they are. They've been the same Chiefs team basically for the last four years. Just this time, they didn't have Tyree Kill, and they arguably got better in the passing game. So, in that regard, I do think it'll come down to the Eagles' defense slowing down the Chiefs' offense. I think the Chiefs are the Chiefs, like I said. Um, I, I think they're going to have the the Chiefs rather are going to have to force Jalen Hurts to beat them because if if the Eagles control the clock, then I think that they have the advantage there. But I think if you force Jalen Hurts to to go back there and, and Keep them contained in the pocket. Don't let, allow the run game to get going. Then I think the Chiefs will have the advantage there. And I, I don't doubt Patrick Mahomes will, will still be Patrick Mahomes in this game. All things being equal, everybody being 100% healthy right now on this date, 2023. Is Patrick Mahomes the best quarterback in the NFL, in your opinion? And if not, Oof, who is? It, it's hard. It, 
to me, yes. It, uh, I, it's funny. I had this conversation with a lot of people. I was going to say if, if the Bengals beat the Chiefs in the AFC Championship, I would have given that nod to Joe Burrow. But after, you know, you, to be the man, you got to beat the man. And Patrick Mahomes is still that guy. And he's playing on a gimpy leg at that. So he lost no, his number one being, wide receiver. All, but, Miles, all things being equal, let's just let's cut through the stuff and let qualify and all this sort of stuff. Everybody's lined up. Everybody's healthy. It's the start of next season, given what you've seen so far. And not the team play, the individuals. Yes, we're doing. We're talking individuals now. You got to win one game for the life of the rest of your family. Who are you having at that quarterback position? And that's kind of what I was I'll going for. The, yeah, no, I'll, I'll still take Mahomes. I'll have him there. Burrow would be a close second, but I've still got Mahomes at one, Burrow at two, and uh, yeah, I think the rest. It, it's kind of distant after those two for me, but I, I'll still. Money on the line, families at gunpoint. I'm taking Mahomes. Uh, he, he's done nothing to prove me otherwise. Pressure for him to win today, Miles, and I say that because he's been to this uh, game before. Um, this is the first time for Hertz. But, you know, in his case, as we see someone leave the game who's won this game so many times, is the pressure really there for Mahomes? Considering the fact that, you know, we know the last time the Falcons went and we thought we were fairly – you know, young team and would be back in years and years to come. Didn't happen. That kind of thing in mind and how difficult it is just to get to this game. Is there more pressure on Mahomes than on Hurts today? On paper, yes. I, I would honestly say I think there's more pressure on Andy Reid than there is on, on Patrick Mahomes just because of all the times that Andy Reid has gotten to this level and he's only gotten one Super Bowl out of it. Um, in that regard, I mean, Mahomes is still so young. I mean, he's, I believe he's just 26, 27 years old, and he's shown no signs of slowing down. I think Andy Reid has a little bit more pressure on him just because of his, you know, th- there's no doubt he's a Hall of Fame head coach, one of the best head coaches of our era. But at the end of the day, he's only had one Super Bowl win. So I think this win or loss could define, you know, what his career has been a little bit. Uh, for Patrick Mahomes, I think the sky is the limit still. I don't think there's anything that's going to question his, I mean, you're going to have your, your doubters, your people who are going to come on and be, you know, giving him almost the Peyton Manning treatment where, you know, he's the regular season quarterback. He can't win all the big ones. He can just get that one and maybe that's it. But uh, I mean, I, I, I think Mahomes' legacy will be just fine. And I think that this isn't a must win per se for Patrick Mahomes, but uh, um, I think maybe, Next year, there there'll be some noise if he doesn't win it. But I don't that what that, that noise won't come from me. I'll say that. Miles Garrett, Fox Five, joining Sam and Greg here, Sports Radio ninety two nine The Game ninety two nine The Game dot com on this Super Bowl Sunday. How do you describe, articulate what Jalen Hurts has been through to somebody who doesn't understand as deeply about what's going on with football and the decisions he made, what happened to him on the college level? And and where it happened, this is not you know happening to him in West Virginia. This is happening to him on the in the national championship game in Alabama, and from that point being benched to what happened next to where he sits today. How do you look at this guy's uh, ascension? Yeah, I mean, I think it's just the true definition of character, and specifically his character, because you don't see many stories like him anymore. You don't see a guy who gets benched on the biggest stage possible and returns supports the quarterback that replaced him has to get called into action to help that guy 
and then decide to transfer. It's it's usually the the opposite. You see him get replaced, and that guy decides to immediately transfer and, and immediately look for that starting job. Jalen Hurts was the opposite. He he got benched there at Alabama, waited his time, waited behind his teammates, supported his teammates, did not publicly cry or have any outrage whatsoever. And Nick Saban even helped him transfer because of the way he acted at Alabama to put him in the best possible situation at Oklahoma. And then you saw what he did there with Lincoln Riley. Lincoln Riley is proven to be a quarterback's guru. But again, I mean, that that was just the college level. You get to the NFL and people were doubting him. He was drafted to, uh, you know, sort of sit behind Carson Wentz. They didn't think he would start. And even after he did start last year, there were still a lot of doubters about him, whether or not he could be that starting caliber quarterback or if he was just sort of that mid-tier quarterback. But you've sort of seen all of that waiting, all of that practice pay off for Jalen Hurts. And I think it's honestly a testament to to his parents. I mean, you see his dad, he's a, he's a coach. He's been there his whole life for him, and he's given him a lot of advice. Jalen Hurts credits him a lot. I think that shouldn't go understated. I think Jalen Hurts' dad was a huge proponent for who he is, uh, his character, and it's one of the best stories in the NFL right now. I think a lot of people can learn from, especially players now, can learn from him and uh, see what the benefits are of waiting sometimes, waiting your turn and, and keeping your head down and, and eventually succeeding. That dude is making women weak in the knees, too, Sam. So, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, man. You hear, some, hear women talk about that I got dude. Two, I got two texts from two girl friends of mine asking me if I knew he was single. See what I'm saying? See? Wow, wow. You're going to have to get him some bodyguards. <laughs> That's about some of our hometown folks. There are a lot of people who will be on the field today that we're familiar with. Uh, who do you think may have the better game? Um, you know, we have some who've grown up in the area, some we've watched play collegiately. Uh, we know there's a kicker. Uh, who can um, have a big impact at the end of it, um, you know, for, from uh, from Georgia Tech, who's over there with, with KC. But thoughts about which player from our area, from our neck of the woods, you think may uh, really put on a show for us today? And I think Jarek McKinnon might end up doing a little something today. We ran a, a story on him actually this week at Fox 5, famous plug there. But I think uh, he could end up, he's been sort of a, a, you know, not a secret weapon for Mahomes, but sort of an underrated weapon for Mahomes out of the backfield. Um, the guy out of Georgia Southern, um, he's, he's very versatile. He, he can provide an option for Mahomes usually when a play breaks down. And we all know how good Mahomes is at, at doing that, you know, just scrambling, 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 and then that little toss dump off at the end. Uh, McKinnon is a pretty good candidate for those type of plays. So I could see him maybe possibly breaking out given how good the Eagles defense is, you know, sort of those dump off plays. But it's also hard to ignore how clutch Harrison Butker has been, right, over his entire career, even at Georgia Tech. So many game-winning field goals. I know dog fans aren't too fond of that. I know he had one big one against Georgia, but uh, obviously you saw what he did last week, or not last week, a couple weeks ago against Cincinnati to to win the game. So I think two two Georgia guys may end up being huge difference makers for, for the Chiefs today um, because, you know, we've seen it before. And uh, who's to say it won't happen again today? Miles, listen, uh, when is the combine? It's uh, how many weeks from now? Last week of February going into March. Okay, so that's probably when we will hear from you again. We'll check in with them. We'll check in, you know, maybe get a (laughs) post-Super Bowl thing here, but you're going to let us know what we need to know about what's going on up at the combine, correct? Absolutely. All right, man. Well, that's all, you know, listen, it's a great perspective today, but that's the next time we're going to hear from you, and I can't think enough. I'm going to continue bugging you about the movie thing. But He won't let it go, man. But, he won't let it go. But we do want to make sure that you thank Scott Stuckey for um, just sell, say Greg, Sam and Greg says thank you and also to Bill Schneider over there. 
You know what I'm Absolutely. talking about, right? You, can, you guys can catch me on uh, anchoring the next few weekends, by the way, too. So I'll be pretty active. Nights, okay. evening, mornings, when? Right. Nights. Nice. Doing sports. Uh, nights. Okay. Doing sports yeah. Making sure. Just making sure. That's where he was last night. Well, I was busy. I was doing things, man. <laughs> yeah, I, I was watching it last night. There you go. Miles Garrett, Fox 5, joining Sam and Greg here. We're going to wrap things up. Before we turn things over to Chris Goforth on this Super Bowl Sunday, Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929TheGame.com. Radio 929 The Game, 929 The Game.com, or Errol Smith on WSAM. <laughs> see, see, <laughs> That's going to be see. our radio station. See. WSAM. Sam, get it? Say <laughs> your average idiot. So, yeah. Uh, again, on this Super Bowl Sunday. Now, I, I have to make a quick little pivot here and okay. let you know that we do not have Chris Goforth following us. We're going to just dive right in to pre-game, Super Bowl pregame, pre-game programming. Programming. Mm-hmm. programming. So that's going to be coming up in just a little bit. We're starting to see some brightness out there. Yeah, I think it's the going to be. I think I think between now and game time, things are going to clear up around the area. So if you're thinking about getting out and getting what you're going to get for the game, or if you're going over to watch it with some folks, I think it's going to the coast is going to be clear. In other words, pop hmm. quiz for you guys very quickly. Pop quiz. Uh-oh. Hang on a second there. That was Max, our producer there, coming out. Are you on or are you talking to my in my oh, ear? Oh, I'm on. Okay. He's on. He's on, man. That's what you got to let us spot. know which is which. Yeah, so he's he just coming he's through here. Come on. Yeah. What you got? What you got, Putting man? Putting you on the spot. When did Aerosmith perform at the Super Bowl? Well, I was actually going to ponder that next, but um, tell me. What was your guess? I No, I didn't know. I said tell me. 2001. Yeah, okay, that sounds about one. right. Yeah, that sounds about right. Okay. A lot of old rock acts early in the uh Anybody else in come the on there with them? They have any guest appearance? I know I wouldn't run DMC. Now, that'd have been something. I don't know any other guest appearance. Yeah, you flipped the script on that one. You got me there. Okay, because that's that's uh, about you the time. You can't come with half well, of it, you man. Got you got to know the That's about time you started getting little guest appearances, people yeah. coming on. It wasn't just the one person. So, I mean, that's 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 why we're watching today. We're watching this. Well, we know Rihanna's the headliner, but who else is going to sneak out there and get on? You know somebody's going to show up. Okay. Let me flip the script on you. Like more than Max, one body. Uh-oh. The song you played was, what was the name of it? Dream On. From what album? I listened to it at the gym. From what album? From the name, what album? I'm not an album guy. You got me there. You got me there. That's vinyl, man. You stumped me, so I was, I, you just, know, and they, I ain't even just, looking at nothing. Toys in the Attic. But by the way, Britney Spears was on 2001. So she performed with him? Yep, with Britney Spears. Nelly, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember yeah, Nelly being on with them. Okay, there we go, there we go. Yeah. I remember he had some, uh, some people came on with them. For that they one. say Britney's had some issues lately. Yeah. Hmm, that's too bad. It's happened. It we, wish, we wish Britney the best. Yeah, we do. We yeah, hope we that do. everything works out. Yeah, we do. Yeah, I we had do. that album too, by the way. Did you? Toys in the app? Please, yeah. man. That was driving around old car, wood grain uh, station wagon. Hey, I, and before we get into this, uh-huh. on this date, Mr. Crenshaw, yep. the first... Fake ice rink 
in North America. Fake ice rink? Meaning, you know, you have indoor play. Like, if you go to Florida, you can you go mean like to the one You mean like the one we used to have here in downtown, which I wanted us to talk about, you know, as CNN leaves CNN Center. They got a lot of have a lot of people with a lot of memories of that building. Okay. And what's going on in that building. Well, let me get past this, and we'll do just that. The first ice rink, like that one that you're describing, was in Madison Square Garden. And it happened on this date in, are you ready for this, in 1879. That's how old Madison Square Garden is. That's, well, probably older, actually. Yeah. I would imagine they built it around that. Yeah, yeah. So, but here's the thing that makes this, give you reason to pause. That happened in 1879, which then made me think, well, when was the first Zamboni? Because in, in the life of everything, there's a first time, right? Right. Well, Frank Zamboni uh, got his patent in 1949. Okay. Frank Zamboni, inventor, obviously, ice skater. Was he an ice skater? <laughs> doesn't have to be an ice skater. No. Yeah, he didn't have to be, but apparently he did, you know. But those, those happened. And the year before that, a guy named Frederick Thayer. You ever heard of him? Again, in the life of everything, there was a first day. Yep. He patented the catcher's mask. Ah. <laughs> a year before the Zamboni. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine that. Imagine that. Uh, anyway, oh. go ahead. But he's talking about the indoor ring, and, and I, you know, maybe we'll yeah, take, take one day and just yeah. let people at CNN. They, they, they're, you're leaving the CNN Center, which is on the corner of Techwood and Marietta, and they're all going to be a part of the compound, I think, over on 10th Street. Uh, with the rest of the, the Turner, now now Warner Media properties. Right. Uh, but but that building has done so much inside there, and I don't know what they're going to do with the whole place, but just that first floor and that, that atrium area that now we know is food court, and I don't know how much food they're serving in now, but it, it was like the the premier like food court in downtown Atlanta for, you know, for a number of years. You came downtown, you went to what was then the Omni right. to go to the right. food court, and it had a big ice skating rink in there. And that came when the Flames came to town. Wow. So when the Flames. Calendar. You're talking early 80s. Well, no, we're talking 70s. Oh, 70s. Okay, they 70s. left in 80s, They right? left in 80s. They left in 80. Okay. So you're talking wow, about the you Flames. Are, yeah. You're talking Flames and, this, and an indoor amusement park. The World of City Marty Croft. They had rides that were inside. Y'all ripped that off from old Chicago. There was a place in, 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 in God, um, Southwest Side. I want to say Barrington. That's not it. Bloomington. Okay. Some hills where, okay. Anyway, they had an indoor amusement park with a one of those corkscrew roller coasters. Okay. Okay. And that was in a place okay. called it Didn't last long. Yep. It, this one didn't really last long either, but because you think about now, they had all those things in Mall of America. They mm-hmm. had a lot, lot of rides right. and stuff like in there. But they had this in the, in, in the early seventies, and so that was having had the biggest video arcade in town. wasn't video. Sorry, that started with a bunch of pinball machines, skee ball. And all of a sudden, they had this one thing that everybody wanted to go downtown and play Pong. You're laughing. You're laughing. But but you you wanted to go downtown to the Omni to go where the people were ice skating. You had Burt Reynolds had a little restaurant club in there, and and you you um that's right. He was making movie after movie down movie down. So he he was he was throwing money around around here, and you went to this video and you played a bloop 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 bloop. But that's that's yeah. everybody out there right now, Sam. When you do that, what? is imagining being whether you're in college or just at home, and you had that game, and and most people are talking about <laughs> being herbed up watching that thing and just playing it for hours on hours and hours. And I was one of them. But but the the, the new incarnation is the food court. But at one time, CNN did talk back live. That's what I was going to tell you. Right, I was seconds from being one of the one of the 
uh, not hosts, but reporters on it. You know the folks that were out in the audience. Yeah, getting. I was. Did, I was going to be one. Really? Of them. Yeah. Did you ever go to watch it? I well, I went to watch it, and then I knew the person who was one of the executive producers, and I was like in the running, supposedly. Yeah. For one of those jobs, and and I never got it, but yeah, I was down there a lot. I go there one day, because. Uh, you know, I wanted to go in, and, and it was a week that they were having it, and Charles Barkley was substitute hosting. I forget who was hosting. The regular host was away, and they had Charles Barkley. And I was at something else next door at the arena. I said, let me go over here and see what's happening. And I, was, and I said, well, Charles, let me go over and say, hey, I'm a homeboy, you know, from, he's from Leeds. And so I was, I'm walking toward him, and as I walk, I see Johnny Cochran, who had been a guest, walk out. Wow. And I'm thinking about it because I work with, Tiffany's daughter was going mm-hmm. at 11 for a number of years, and I never met him before. And so I'm going, I'm going out toward the, they're going out toward the side because there's like a post office over there, movie theater, like you're going out toward right. the street. And, and he had this big, huge dude, guard or whatever with him. He had security. Big solar eclipse looking dude <laughs> walking with him. And I walk up to him, and I said, and my boy said, excuse me. <laughs> and, 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 and right, Johnny, Co- J- Johnny Cochran turns around and says, Oh, Sam, how are you? And I'm like, what? And my voice went up again. Jenny Cochran knows me. Come on. I, 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 Did you, you wet the bed in front? You get starstruck. Is that what you're saying? You don't expect the man to turn around and just call you by name, man. I was. I, that, you work with his daughter. That's I, like, that's, that's, I thought about that later. Yeah. But not at the time that the man's going to turn around and say, Oh, Sam, how are you? So you turned into and Ralph Cramden in front of Johnny Cochran. Oh, oh, he, could, he couldn't have been nicer. Yeah. He couldn't have been nicer. Gave him his business cards and said, good to see you. Good to, and let me, anything we can ever do for you, let me, you know. I said, you could adopt me if you wanted to. <laughs> Sam and Pearl would not care. <laughs> but, me. But, uh, but 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 you, that's just, you know, you I told out, I told You lived in the garage like Ebb yeah. Green Acres. <laughs> uh, that's, you know what, but a lot of people probably have great moments and things they remember from being in that. In that building, and that's re- that's a that's a memory for me. It's running in Johnny Cochran. No, I just remember looking down on it, going to the Hawks' offices. They yeah, were like on a second or third floor. That mm-hmm. you could, the hallway that took you there would look down on the uh, on whatever was going on. Down and that there. was a, I remember one time when the team was going through an ownership phase, and there were potential, and all the media was camped out down below, looking up to seeing who was. We heard that a potential owner was in town, mm-hmm. and we were sitting there watching to see if he's going to walk out and whatnot. Yeah, this is. Yeah, a lot, lot, lot of different memories in that building. Some decent food from the food court, too, from time to time. Yeah. And then and they, they put a Starbucks in that that made it a destination for me when they did that. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, 92.9 thegamecom Quickly, I want to remind you that if you can't get in front of a TV today to watch the game, we got it for you right here, 2 o'clock pregame. Kick at 6.15. And while we're at it, just let you know what's coming up here at the station. Monday night is basketball, Hawks and Hornets, pregame 6.30. Tip at 7. Hawks are going to be taking on the Knicks. Now, Wednesday, you got us here at 92.9 The Game, or you can go to our cousin station, mm-hmm. uh, Star 94, for Atlanta, um, Atlanta United. So you got Hawks and Knicks, pregame, 7 o'clock, tip at 7.30. Atlanta United, pregame, 7 o'clock, mm-hmm. kick, 7.30. And then later on, on Sunday, on Saturday, the 19th, we are going to get deep into college basketball. Okay. We got Baylor at Kansas. Sunday, North Carolina, NC State, Memphis at Houston. Mm-hmm. So I'm just saying. And then That's we got three Louis, Louisville got and, and Duke that following Monday. So, yeah, 
we are we are not going to sleep on the lead into March Madness. No, we're going to get you all set for it. Get all you all set for it over that. So what else did we leave? Can I un- give a, sh- un- give a shout out ahead. to my folks? Just shout out to my folks oh, last, last night. night yeah, uh, USTA Georgia Awards dinner. Uh, they allowed yours truly to be the MC over at the JW, the beautiful JW Marriott uh, Buckhead Hotel. And it's a wonderful time. Just all the people who work within the sport of tennis, who coach it, um, uh, who advocate for it, who uh, teach at the different levels, um, just uh, and make it um, something that everyone can be involved in. And so we salute them for what they do at different levels, even officials, officiating. They, 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 they had officiating crunch for tennis just like any other sport. They right. look, looking for officials. And um, so we, uh, we salute everyone for what, uh, for what they do for the sport of tennis and thank them for, uh, for coming out last night. All right. Um, as we sit here on this Lincoln's birthday, February 12th, again, Super Bowl Sunday, America's only unofficial holiday, we started off the show talking about, well, actually being asked about, oh, Sam's pointing at the screen. Yes, there is snow up in the mountains, but they don't affect us. That's Union that's County. Union County. Well, that that's, ain't up that's, there that's, where Chris is, right? No, no, he's so over Pickens. Union, that's barely in the state. All right, well, then why you make me looking at it? Well, then? because if you wonder if they're going to be <laughs> in the snow you. anywhere. Well, listen, we, we, we came in here at just before 7 o'clock to start the show. Our producer, Max, came in, and he asked us if we watched something that I know you, I didn't watch. Uh, I didn't think you watched it, but he is all about what was going on last night, the main event, the title fight. It was in the lightweight division, but UFC had main stage last night. And, Max, get on here and tell us what we missed last night. Okay, so it was technically a super fight, but you're getting two respectful guys who don't talk a lot of trash. So it really wasn't getting the attention of Conor McGregor or John Jones would get. But you're getting a featherweight champion in Volkanovski moved up in weight and fought – um, Chemayev. And now, if you don't know who Chemayev is, he's making a case to be the pound-for-pound pound best fighter in the world right now, but he's also Khabib's prodigy who's gone back and forth with Connor. And so now that Connor's returning, you'll start to know who Makachev is because of their feud. So him winning this fight, which, by the way, was a very close fight, kind of controversial decision, um, that's going to start to grow some legs now. But my theory on this, you had another controversial decision. I've been saying this for a very long time in boxing and UFC. It's the only sport we watch well, we don't know the score. And so now you have a UFC sport and brand that's growing tremendously, especially when you have like a guy like Connor fight. So people who normally don't watch the UFC are going to watch it, right. but they don't really know what to look for. So if you, have a, if you implement a scoreboard so the fighters know, the coaches know, and the fans know, I feel like it would add just another element of suspense because now you're going to the championship rounds. It's tied 2-2. You're going to the fifth round. The fighters know because now there's a robbery. We don't, both fighters thought they won. So in this example, if they knew going into the fifth round, hey, it's 2-2, I need to win this round, it's almost like a Game 7 type of feeling. You know what? I'm surprised UFC hadn't thought of that. I'm surprised the U.S. Oh, more, more over boxing, the fact that they all, all, always put together the matchups that people want to see. Right. You, you can't wait 10 years for a fight you want to see. They're going to put together, make the match, and get you in there. You know what I mean? So I figured something like that, that, that the UFC may have been already doing it. Right, and how many times when you watch these boxing matches, the commentators give their scorecard? Right. So instead of the commentators, it holds the judges accountable, too. Like, hey, what, what were you watching that round? How did you give it to that guy? And, and a related story. Because it's always been kind of a secret. Always. Yeah. yeah. And a related story that yesterday was Larry Merchant's birthday. Larry Merchant. Yeah, Larry Merchant. <laughs> so uh, to end this, Max, is this a money grab or is it legit with Connor coming back? 
It's always a money grab with him, but it is legit. Like, he is coming back. It's announced he's fighting Michael Chandler. No, I know that, but do you think he's in shape enough or what you've seen of his past? Does he have the skill set to win anything anymore? No, the sports evolved so much. That's what I thought. Yeah, yeah, he'll be the number one draw, of course, but the sports caught up to him and the fighters have evolved so much. I don't think we're going to ever see vintage Conor McGregor again. Yeah, I don't either. And yeah. I don't know nothing about sport. I don't. I get. Yep. He got all the money in the world from selling that booze. Of his he got what six hundred million dollars, didn't he? And he is this this public figure. Yeah. Live your life, man. Why would you want to go in there and get? Plus, he's smacking around everybody in the bar. It looks at him cross-eyed here and in Ireland. <laughs> don't get me started. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> Mr. Crenshaw. Hey. We. Just enjoy the rest of your day. Yep. And I know you feel the same way with me. This is a this is a holiday. This is Super Bowl Sunday. Eric, thank you for everything. Helping Max out. Max, thank you for everything. Our guest today, Kathy Walton, for joining us. Um, Adam Alexander. Trace Gonzalez. Keep an eye out for this dude. He's going to be playing for the Pirates pretty soon. Michael Lee coming in here and starting fights with everybody. And Miles Garrett from Fox 5. <laughs> we had a little bit of everything for you this morning. But that's what you get on Super Bowl Sunday, right? That's it. You guys have yourself a big day at Sam and Greg. We'll be back next week. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 929 game 929game.com. And take us with you on the Odyssey app. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.